and welcome. This is the Kestrel Country Podcast, where we discuss the people, places, and events all around Kestrel Country. I'm your host, Mike Church, and I'm joined once again by my lovely wife and co-host, Catherine. Hello, hello. And we are bringing you today a wonderful interview that we got to have with uh, James Engerbretson. And you may not know James, but he's really been with Kestrel since before the beginning. Before we started, I I don't even think we'd landed on a name when we were working with James. Yeah, so James uh, designed our logo, our our font, our wordmark, all the brand really around uh, Kestrel Kestrel Realty Group. Kestrel Kestrel Property Management, Kestrel Country. That's all from James. Yeah, so we're we're very excited and privileged to work with James, and he's a very talented designer, but also is um, directing a um, nature documentary, has been swimming with sharks. And the nature documentary is coming out in March. You can view it. It's the Riot in the Dance Water. Locally in Moscow, NSA is hosting viewings at the New Art March 7th. 13th and 20th. So you can go online and get tickets there. Yeah. So we talk a little bit about that, which is a lot of fun. Um, James is also um, very into all of the different recreational opportunities in the area. So we talk with him some about skiing, fishing, surfing, um, river surfing. Yeah. I didn't know much about that. So that was pretty fun. Um, yeah. And then one thing that we didn't touch on in the interview, we actually talked about afterwards, but as a fun fact about James, um, his grandfather, had a um, fly-tying TV show on yep. public television, uh, Dave Ingerbretson. Um, so we didn't talk too much about that with fly fishing, and but um, yeah, uh, James just been um, in this area for his whole life, and uh, we're really excited to be able to work with him. And we also talk a little bit about our new pro- newest project with Kestrel Country, which is the uh, Idler's Rest. Yes, so we are starting our series on landmarks here for the area, launching Idler's Rest, and you can be following Instagram for announcements of when those items will actually be ready. They're in the works right now, and we're really excited to share them. Yeah, so um, partnering with the Palouse Land Trust on that, excited to give back to that organization and all that they're doing. And as we talk about with James, really it's a, a fun opportunity to be able to really own and and get excited about all these local places, places that we're passionate about, that all of you are passionate about, and share those and and, um, be able to really celebrate them um, with some cool merch and and cool gear. So um, without further ado, let's get into the interview with James. So James Engerbretson, Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so we wanted to have you on today to talk a little bit about just life in Moscow, in and around the area, because you grew up here, mm-hmm. um, and talk about Kestrel Country. So James is um, involved heavily with Kestrel Country in terms of design. So if you've seen our No Pain, No Grain uh, stickers, shirts, um, the other kind of Moscow area stickers, those are all done by you. Well, our Kestrel logo for real estate, anything Kestrel logo has come mm-hmm. from James. Yeah. And so um, anyway, I guess just to get started, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what growing up in Moscow was like. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I grew, we moved here when I was about six, but we lived in Spokane, so I claim it as having grown up here. Um, 
but yeah, I do, uh, ever since high school, I've been doing graphic design and have since kind of turned that into a, a side hustle, um, creative studio. Uh, and then on the, you know, my day job is working at a publishing company here in town doing creative direction as well. And, uh, yeah, I just love doing that type of work, especially for, you know, people around here that are really, uh, making Moscow a better place. I like to help with that. So that's, uh, it's one of my favorite things is, is signage around town, just helping make everything look better and, and improving locally, um, as best I can. So what got you first interested in design? Uh, I think drawing in the margins of my school papers. <laughs> was, well, taking was kind notes. Of the, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that was the, the, the main thing that started. It was, I just loved doing all of that, drawing letters, type, and, and then logos and that. And then I figured out like, oh, people need this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I started working for a screen printer down in Boise and he would send me files and I would separate files and, you know, five color files into different print separations for screen printing. And then that just grew into doing more and more work for, for everybody I could find. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, it's been a, it's been a fun, fun ride. That's so awesome. you're completely yeah. self-taught on all of it too? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I went to New St. Andrews College here and, uh, so never, yeah, never took a design class, but YouTube's the, as, as best as you can get. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So how, what did, um, how did that look in terms of figuring out that this was something, something you enjoyed, but figuring mm-hmm. out it's something you could do for a living? Was there, was it just kind of, you found somebody who needed work and, yeah. and started doing it or? Yeah. I mean, I've been doing, it's kind of, I'm on the same ride as I've always been. It's just, you know, whoever needs it, um, I'll do it. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty funny. It's, it's kind of, it's not accidental, but it just, I fell into it and loved it and it, hit the, hit the right rhythm all the way through college. And, um, now is just, is turning into more and more work and, and, uh, and it's great. Like not, not just local, but the local stuff's some of my favorite. Yeah. Now Palouse type. Yeah. That's your, (laughs) that's me. That's you, right? Yep. That's my Instagram claim to fame. So do you, what, uh, what was the inspiration behind that? Is there, are you kind of loving, are you interested in resurrecting some of kind of classic mm-hmm. design and type. And yep. brand yeah. Yeah. I love the kind of farm aesthetic, the, the agriculture aesthetic that we have around here mm-hmm. and just driving around my whole, you know, all, all growing up, you see those big letters on grain silos and, you know, old, old signs and, you know, vintage farm stuff. And that aesthetic really appeals to me. And so I just started taking pictures and then I needed a place to post them. So I put them on Instagram and called it Palouse type and it's, it's going, uh, but it's going whenever I can. It's, I've, I've wanted to do, you know, full days where I, you know, travel around to, to all the small towns, but I usually just take pictures wherever I am. But yeah, I love that. Do you know, was that always, so graphic design as a career, mm-hmm. as a thing, Yeah, that seems like a relatively new phenomenon. Yeah. But was that, so all these different types, um, mm-hmm. you know, up on the grain silos and this historic yeah. stuff, was mm-hmm. that a job back then? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, sign painters mostly. So you had professional, uh, sign painters and they would paint, uh, every sign that you could possibly think of. Um, I remember the, one of the first posts I did on Palouse type was of the WSU logo. 
It's one of my favorite logos of all time. I think it's the best, you know, best sports logo for sure. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. what the, the story behind that was the, the head sign painter of, for, for uh, what was then Washington State College had an apprentice who was a junior in, at WSC. And he, the junior, you know, the, the head sign painter was like, we need something to just signify everything that's the college's. And the junior went home th- that weekend and came up with that logo. And he came back to the head sign painter and was like, hey, can I paint this on a truck? And they did it, and it stuck. Wow. wow. And so uh, that was one of the coolest stories around here of a sign painter just making one of the biggest, you know, and coolest logos of all time. So uh, I love that story. And that's kind of what really started it was, was all these cool old when, when people had to put thought and effort into something rather than throwing it up quick. Uh, that that's what I really love. And these yeah. were just local guys. Yeah. Who were, yeah. So they were doing the designing, the painting and yep. all of it. Everything. Huh. Yeah. And so it, it definitely morphed with, with digital technology. It morphed into, into what it is now, but, um, but yeah, the sign painting was really where it was at and you had to know your letters. You had to know, yeah how to draw any type of letter and do it freehand and uh it's a really cool craft that that has faded but it's you know there's been a kind of a revival in it hipster revival but yeah do you do some of that like in terms or are you mostly finding fonts i mean now it seems Mm -hmm. like yeah you don't want to reinvent the wheel yeah yeah i do do custom type for a lot of stuff um one one uh big custom type i did was for hello ninja on Netflix. So that uh, is, is kind of my biggest, biggest claim to fame there. And I did, I, what I built a, I built a whole font for that. Oh, wow. Um, so that was, that was really fun. That was my first font and got to use it on Hello Ninja. So, wow. So yeah. the whole alphabet <laughs> yep. is yep. custom made. Yep. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So Hello Ninja, but you also, in your day job, uh-huh. you're also, <laughs> I've seen some pictures up of swimming with sharks yep. and yep. other stuff. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so that's another... I, when people ask what I do, I just never really know what to say. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we have, we've been working on nature documentaries, and we have just coming out with our second one. And, yeah, it's been the past three years has been, you know, getting scuba certified and then doing tons of scuba diving, swimming with sharks, gators. Um, some of the coolest, coolest things I've ever seen in my life have been filming for that. And so uh, that's coming out March 6th. And kind of as a big theatrical release, um, and that, that so that's and that's the right and the dance, the right and the water. dance. Yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep. That it's been fun, and that's fit with kind of my. As a kid, I remember just watching, you know, Planet Earth and being like, "Man, somebody's filming that," mm-hmm. and I never thought I'd be able to to experience that and do that. Um, so that's been really cool, and it's it's all a part of what I love to do, which is be outside you know, do slightly dangerous things. Um, and yeah, just be, be in the, the outdoors. Do you have any slightly dangerous fun stories from oh, filming man. underwater that you can share <laughs> with us? One, this one, we, I did a, we did kind of a group podcast with Dane and Gordon on Cannon Calls. And this was Gordon's first time finding out about this, but we did, we wanted the, sh- we were swimming with sharks and we went a couple times and they were coming up close and and were pretty interested in us, but 
after a while, we were like, man, we got to get these sharks up on us. Like, we want them, their faces in the camera. And so, so Dane and I, uh, the other cameraman, we had the bright idea of rubbing tuna, <laughs> old tuna from our, our dinner, uh, all over the cameras, basically just bathing the cameras in tuna and then taping some tuna to the cameras, which... Uh, <laughs> Seems like a great idea. <laughs> it's not something you tell your mom until after. <laughs> Uh, but that, so that was, that, that's, that was a pretty fun story from there. It did, um, work. It did work. Yeah. The, we didn't tell the guides either, the people taking us out, <laughs> they probably wouldn't have let us in, but, uh, now it's out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Lots of, lots of fun stuff from those, uh, from those trips, but yeah. So is there any local water stuff in the yeah. film or, um, yeah, we do some Idaho rivers. Uh, we do basically we track the salmon run of the, uh, I think it's the kokanee, um, or the sockeye, the sockeye, but the kokanee are, I think are the same. They're just, uh, they go out to the, it's either, the, I can't remember, yeah, is it the kokanee that go out to the ocean? They're inland. No, this, yeah, the so kokanee, the kokanee are, are landlocked. Yeah. Like they, okay, they just it. go up yeah. to the lakes. Yeah. I should know this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we did some of that and then we did kind of Pacific Northwest, um, Olympic Peninsula uh, stuff as well, but yeah, the rivers, the rivers here in Idaho are some of my favorite, uh, favorite features of, of the, of the landscape around here. So did you grow up, uh, recreating on the rivers and that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, been getting more into the rivers now. Um, but we did, we did a ton of fishing with my grandpa and, and, uh, and lots of, lots of time down on the snake river, um, jumping off cliffs mostly, but but uh, boating down there, wake surfing, wakeboarding, um, yeah, I love the I love the water here. It's cool because people don't really think of Moscow as being a, a water town, but it's That's 20, true. 30 minutes away, and, and you can have all of the you know all of the water you need. So where do you do the surfing? So the surfing, the river surfing is uh, on the Loxaw River. So we drive down through Orofino, past Kuskia, and up, kind of getting towards. Uh, Missoula and that there's this one spot in the wave where it's kind of hard to understand until you see it but there's the first rapid in a sec a large section of rapids turns over in this beautiful wave that is surfable and kayakers will ride it but uh, recently surfers have been figuring out they can do it so uh, that's been the past couple years for me is running down there in the with the spring runoff when the when the river's really high is there a limited time on how long you can go do it? Yep, yep. It's usually, it varies, but usually March, late March through sometimes June. Um, but it, it comes up and down, and there's there's a sweet spot with the river flow that you have to hit. So most of the time it's either above or below, but there are days when you can really just drive down there at 4 a.m. and then and uh, surf for a few hours and be back for lunch. But is that yeah. the, have you done ocean surfing too? Not really. No, yeah. I've, I've done a couple times. I surfed in Sri Lanka when we went for our first documentary and then on the Oregon coast a couple times, but I wouldn't, I would not call myself a, a real surfer. <laughs> so the ocean's a different story. <laughs> is it, is that the, so the river surfing, I don't think I really ever knew about it yeah. until maybe seeing a, a picture thing? you posted or something. Yeah. yeah. Is this, is it gaining traction? Is uh, it, I don't know. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of gaining traction with with social media people have been mm-hmm. learning more and more about it but it's kind of, it's kind of a niche thing and i think it will be 
on the danger and skill level, where does it land? <laughs> oh man, danger <laughs> is not as bad as it looks because it looks like, I mean, when you fall, you get, go straight through the rapids. Mm -hmm. And most kayakers do everything they can to not be in the water. And when you're surfing, you're just there on your, on your surfboard. Um, so I think my mom said that out of all of the dangerous things we've done, that was the most uh, comments she got from her friends. <laughs> like, what are your kids doing? Uh, but it's not, it's not quite as dangerous as it looks. But for sure, there's, there's been uh, some drownings and, and things with river surfers. But if you're careful and, and know the risks, then it's pretty good. What was it like the first time doing it? Oh, man. First time was actually, yeah, it's scary. It's you're, freezing cold at the yeah. spring runoff. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's freezing. So in, you're in a four or five mil wetsuit. You're, you know, it's cold, rainy, and you have to jump in these rapids. And the thing about river surfing, it's probably the hardest thing I've ever tried to do in terms of just the skill level it takes uh, and the repetition it takes to, to get it. So <laughs> for the first year, I just got destroyed by the rapids for, you know, oh, and you just have to keep going. And every time I take somebody new, it's like, all right, this is how it works. You have to get pummeled to figure it out. Um, and so that's, that's, it's been a steep learning curve, but, but really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So what are the other, the other, um, you mentioned that your mom got a lot of questions about river <laughs> well, surfing. You need to give the a lot of kudos things. to your mom. I know. She raised three She's boys. Yeah. Who have done amazingly crazy <laughs> things and are all still alive. <laughs> yeah. We're still alive. I've never broken a bone. So that's really? my, yeah. That's amazing. I get to brag about that. That's Maybe incredible. my nose. We don't know for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> so what are some of the other crazy things, um, that you've enjoyed doing around here specifically? Yeah. Skiing is, is the big one. Um, so we I grew up skiing. My dad would do concerts in the lodges of ski resorts and we would ski for free. So that's, that's yeah, that's how we've gotten to ski. And, um, so yeah, just grew up doing that. We skied, you know, every, we skied silver mountain a ton growing up, lookout a ton, and then kind of moved to Schweitzer when I could afford my own pass and, uh, during college. But, uh, yeah, that's been that, that's kind of been the staple of, of my outdoors for a long time. Now, as I'm getting older, quote unquote, uh, I'm kind of phasing into fishing and, and the river surfing. That's a little less, uh, less high impact, you know, lower impact. But, well, it's, um, yeah. It struck me when you said that about, you know, people don't think of Moscow as a, as a water place, yeah. right? Um, I feel like it's kind of the same for some of those other things too, like skiing. It's like, yep. well, there we're. It's not a mountain town. Yeah, it's not a ski town. No. Yep. But yet we're located yeah. within a short, fairly short drive to all this different stuff. Yeah. To really incredible skiing, to all the activities on the river, to you know lakes up up just north of here. Yep. Where it feels like it's it's pretty centrally located. So we kind of don't necessarily have our own our, water. Yeah. Our thing yeah. here, but you're right in the middle of all. Yeah. Of it. I think that's what I love about it. I love that Moscow hasn't turned into a mountain town mm -hmm. or a lake town or, you know, it has its own great flavor. And if you're willing to drive within two to three hours, which is honestly, I grew up doing it all the time mm -hmm. and it's nothing, uh, that th then it's like the perfect central spot. You can go down to the Wallawas, um, even down to Southern Idaho if you want a longer drive. But, uh, 
down to the Wallace, up to Canada, over to Montana, and over to Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's the coolest place to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that that clearly your love for the outdoors comes out in the designs mm-hmm. and the stuff that we've been working on and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there? Yeah, I guess. What are some of your your favorite day trips? Yeah, um, favorite locations. Close by? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think uh, Idler's Rest is one of my favorite go tos. You know, Sunday afternoon. Um, that's been kind of the staple for for a lot of I've done you know done trail running out there. There's and then really nice hikes with the family now. Um, but that's that's been Idler's Rest has always had this place in my heart, uh, just because of it's so low key and simple and really really beautiful it's just oh it's so beautiful yeah, and it, peaceful in there yeah it's it's really really cool um so moscow mountain all over moscow mountain is is my, one of my favorites um but yeah day trips down to the river um you know palouse falls has been a big a big uh you know staple in my life almost got bit by a rattlesnake there a baby Ooh. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and I, I i can't say that i got bit which is a bummer but i don't know if that's a bummer <laughs> aren't baby snake bites worse yeah <laughs> no yeah they're way they worse use all yep. Their venom. yep um but yeah blue falls is, is another one of my favorites so that's that's kind of what i want to do with with the kestrel country stuff is is kind of bring attention to some of the, the the places that people you know don't know of as much i mean blue falls is a big one but idler's rest is really cool and i think deserves the attention the same attention that Palouse Falls gets, um, just because of its uniqueness and its character. Uh, so that's that's what I want to do with a lot of the Kestrel stuff is just draw attention, treat it like, you know, like it's a national park, and mm-hmm. and uh, give it that celebrity status. Yeah, exactly. That, that I think it deserves, and that people should check out if they haven't. But that's what I was yeah. going to say when you said, you know, Idler's Rest should have the attention of Blues Falls. Like, I think it should have the attention of yeah. you know, Yosemite. Yosemite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and we do have that, that awesome privilege of kind of having all of these different things mm-hmm. right close that people just don't really know about. And yeah. I guess one of, the, one of the things that I've, has gone through my mind as we've done some of this stuff is what's the balance between you know, promoting it, giving yeah. it the attention it deserves. But yet in some ways, like we don't necessarily want everybody <laughs> know the to be there. Know. You know what I mean? Californians like, just places. stay <laughs> out of here. Yeah. No, that, that, that's totally true. Once you start merch, merching stuff, uh, there's, yeah, there is a weird, a weird effect that that can have. I think my, my take on it is that, you know, if you get more people to either's rest, you get more people loving it, it will, you know, it's not going to get, it's so niche and so cool in itself that it's, that it's not going to turn into, you know, the next Yosemite. That's what I, that's what I love about it. Mm-hmm. Palouse Falls is, you know, has had a lot of people from Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. the whole, it kind of blew up and they've been getting more and more visitors every year and people falling off, taking selfies and, uh, they're having an issue over there. But uh, I think with things like Idler's Rest, Moscow Mountain, uh, you know, the, all the great fishing we have, the, you know, all of the cool things, are so, they're just niche enough that they're not going to blow up. I think it's in the same way that Moscow's not going to turn into a mountain town. Um, they, they're just they're too, too good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
like it. Well, yeah. you want to bring the attention to them because you also want people to enjoy it. It's yeah. a balancing, yeah, absolutely. It's a balancing act. I mean, mm-hmm. if there's no one there supporting it and enjoying it, mm-hmm. it won't keep going. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's some of what we've seen too lately with the resurgence of kind of interest in public lands and mm-hmm. back hunting, back country hunters and anglers and some of these yeah. organizations where it's, it is, if you want to, kind of preserve it's it's that balance sometimes you feel like oh man we don't want to tell people about it because then you know all of a sudden the parking lots are going to be full yeah but at the same time if you're not bringing attention to them things can happen that shut off access yeah. and yeah. some you know a bureaucrat somewhere looks at it and says well why are we maintaining this 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 park or why are we putting yep. this you know this parking lot in if we're not having any any real yeah. traffic and yeah. so you got to bring attention to those things in order to have people value them and yeah, totally. I think, and I think the bringing attention to them, if you can do it in the right way, that that kind of builds a respect for them and a love for it, um, and kind of an ownership in it. I think uh, that's kind of what I wanted to do with Either's Rest was like, mm-hmm. you know, have people feel attached to it in a way that they don't want to see it change. They want to help, um, help you know, the trails stay nice. You know, people stay on the trails. Uh, you know, pick up trash. That's to, to be able to kind of wear a piece of, of the, you know, the local cool spots. Mm-hmm. You, it, I think it kind of builds ownership and, and a love for it that, that, I mean, that's, that's my hope at least. Mm. Well, it was yeah. fun with Mike's grandparents who are still living from uh-huh. Michigan. They've come out a few times and Idler's Rest, when we took them to Idler's Rest the first time, yeah. they loved it. Just loved it yeah um his grandma couldn't get over how beautiful it was and she was taking tons of pictures and we went back again when they came mm. out and visited again or well you i think yeah. i missed out on that one yeah but um well yeah we're excited about that one so we're yeah we'll be having some some more idlers rest stuff coming soon but yep. Yep. working with the palouse land trust on that as well and mm-hmm. um trying to give back and like you said really support it in some very mm. tangible ways too yeah so. yeah that's that's what I love about Moscow. Is there's there's beauty out there if you just go. You just and have to go. <laughs> you have to go and you have to open your eyes and and not lock yourself into this isn't a mountain town or this isn't a big mountain. Uh, there's cool stuff. There's great skiing. There's great cross country skiing. There, you know, a- anything you want to do, you can do it. Um, especially if you're willing to drive a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, be willing, willing not to be bored with it. Yeah, I think that's yeah, the danger yeah. is being excited about what is out mm-hmm. there in creation. What can you go look at? Yep. You know, and it's not that far. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you're bored here, you're a boring person. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, James. Thanks yeah, for coming yeah. in and Thank talking you. to us and for all your work. And we're excited to continue to move forward with the Kestrel Country stuff. Yeah. Can't wait. Thanks so much. Thanks, James. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Like, share, subscribe. We'll see you next week.